This week, we're in Russia at the country home of NHL star Alex Ovechkin. As soon as I start playing, like I knew like, uh, this is going to be my life. One of today's greatest players gives us a glimpse of life in the offseason and shows us around his hometown of Moscow. So right there, it's uh, Red Square. As the number one draft pick in 2004, he took the league by storm, winning Rookie of the Year and becoming the face of his franchise. When you don't even speak the native language, I didn't know what, what to expect. And after years of near misses, Ovi won the 2018 Stanley Cup, bringing the Capitals their first championship in franchise history. Ovechkin credits his success to his parents, both athletes themselves during the Soviet era, and to his late brother, whose tragic death when Alex was 10 years old only motivated him more. All that's coming up next, right here on the In-Depth with Graham Bensinger podcast. So you're 18, 19 years old, make the decision to literally go to the other end of the world, to live in a country, become the face of a franchise, when you don't even speak the native language. How scary was coming to America? My dream was uh, to play in NHL, obviously. The atmosphere, the organization, uh, the GM, the players, and uh, everybody helped me a lot. And um, my first uh, two days, I live in a hotel close to uh, Verizon Center, and uh, uh, George McPhee took me for 10 days to his house, and I spent 10 days out there. Uh, no languages. I play with his kids, and, uh, you know, uh, I want to... No, it's uh, cornflakes. I want to eat cornflakes, but I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. So uh, it was kind how of. How did you try to explain it? Uh, I just I, I can't remember, but I just remember chlopia, chlopia, <laughs> something like that. And uh, uh, he's like cornflakes, and he showed it to me, and yes, and uh, he tell us this name is cornflakes. Okay, and a little bit step by step, I started learning uh, words and uh, all kind of stuff, and. Uh, it was a great, uh, great memory and a great uh, experience for me. Your NHL career got off to a pretty amazing start. Uh, first uh, time you're out in the first period of the first game, you check a guy yeah, and glass. break yeah. the glass. What do you remember from that? Um, I didn't know what, what to expect because uh, exhibition game is exhibition game, but. Uh, the first game of the season, uh, it's a total different thing. and. Um, I want to do, uh, like, back then I just want to do something like, you know, maybe get a hit or hit somebody or something like that. And, and uh, I hit pretty, pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty hard, that guy. I, can, I, I don't know who it was, but uh, the glass was broken. But not, not broken, as some, you know, some part was fell on the ice. And uh, I feel like, uh, okay, here it is. This is an NHL. Okay, let's go. <laughs> What was your level of confidence when you first came into the league, those first few games as a rookie? Uh, I don't know what to expect uh, on the game because uh, I knew like uh, lots of attentions on me because I was number one uh, on the draft, you know, and uh, when I just uh, came to NHL, I knew like I have to, first of all, I have to stay myself. I don't have to change it. Uh, my mentality, my uh, Workout or my uh, um, hockey sense, and uh, uh, sometimes it's uh, when sometimes people came to the league, uh, they try to do something special. 
I don't try to do something special. I just uh, start doing my thing. How about the best hit you've ever put on anybody? Uh, probably Jager on the Olympics. Um, what do you remember from that? I remember uh, it was a kind of um, tie game, and uh, I think we, it was tie. And um, Salmon felt on board. Jago take it back, and I turned on the left side in the middle, and I knew like he's not gonna give a pass, and he's try, gonna make a move on me. And as soon as I see he going left, and I'm already was ready to hit him, and he's just to go left and right, and I just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, probably the best hit in my life. So you hit him, and what do you see? Afterwards, what's your reaction? Uh, we scored a goal. That's the biggest uh, uh, thing of that hit. Uh, Malkin scored a goal, and uh, after that, uh, on the bench, uh, coach uh, came to me and said, "Just uh, uh, be careful because they try. They're gonna probably uh, gonna watch you. Gonna try hit you more." So okay, I'm ready. When you're on the ice and you have the puck, what do you see? I can't tell you what I see. I just uh, because in the ice it happens so so fast. You have to think so quick. You have to know where's your partner. You have to know where's the. Um, you have to see what happened behind you, around you, and uh, especially when you turn because you don't know. You have a puck on this side, and you don't know what happened on the le left side. As soon as you turn, you can see it, like uh, uh, I don't know who. She Weber came to you and gonna hit you. It's and you're probably gonna be uh, retired after that. So um, obviously you have to think. I obviously have to uh, read the game well, and uh, you have to hear more. What are you listening for? Just uh, my partners, uh, because uh, partners the bench, uh, because the coaches see the game. The coaches help you a lot. Like what would they say? Um, Whether a partner or a coach or, or whoever. Uh, if I didn't, if I my back on a different side uh, on the ice, they said time or no time, uh, because we have a special language out there, and when uh, uh, we know what's what's happening. You were born in 1985, the year the Soviet Union began to. Uh, collapse. Did your parents, or you ever have conversations with your parents about no, it? No, we 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 try don't talk about it this situation. I know it was hard to, uh, hard time for my parents because they have to find money for a Dynamo team, basketball team, uh, for families and all kind of stuff. But uh, you know, it was history and history. Right. Won. How much were you able to watch the NHL when you were growing up in Russia? Not much. Um, I just have a videotape uh, of highlights of the games, fights, and goal scores. And uh, what what players did you look up to back then? Uh, of course, uh, I was my favorite player was uh, Owen Owen, who played in San Jose, and uh, he was physical. He can score goals, and um, he can, uh, uh, he was a g great leader. Uh, obviously, Mario Lemieux. I think he was a, uh, one of the best player. Uh, out there, and uh, Sergey Fedorov. When when you were growing up, when was the first time you realized you wanted to play in the NHL? 
Um, as soon as I start playing, like I knew, like uh, this is gonna be my life. Did Did you ever have doubts? Mm, no. You You always you had you yeah, believed have, in yourself uh, yeah, that much. I that always believed myself. Uh, my family believed in myself. Everybody believed myself. Believed in me. So. And there wasn't a, a lot of money. You're, yeah. I mean, mom obviously played professional basketball. Your dad was a pro soccer player, but his career ended early, drove a taxi yeah. um, for a while. How do you think they handled, um, you know, being able to get you what you needed, even though money was really tight? Uh, obviously, when they started to understand my I can be a good player, hockey player. Um, they put uh, everything on my side, and um, obviously, without them, I'm probably not going to be here talking to you. And I don't have uh, the kind of popularity what I have right now because of uh, um, the best case I have uh, was out there in the market. I have the best sticks, uh, helmet, everything what I need. I always get. So uh, the time of the ice, uh, my dad always uh, have a good relationship with the coaches. Uh, um, with the, um, if I need more practice, and uh, we always have uh, ice to go somewhere and practice. Uh, because of my mom, uh, I was Olympic uh, uh, champion and uh, was a superstar, and she knows everybody on the uh, uh, hockey team of uh, back then in the USSR we always have eyes to go and skate with the uh, professional hockey players so um, everything came together and that's why everything was uh, that's why we get success uh, your mom uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist playing basketball later uh, president of the Moscow Dynamo women's basketball team she was instrumental in negotiating your NHL contract, the richest in the sports history. Um, explain the role that she's played in your life. Well, it's all my family, my brother, uh, Michael, and uh, my dad and my mom give me um, that kind of uh, positions, uh, position with, um, what I have right now. Uh, I said, without them, uh, I'm probably not going to sit here. I was. Uh, Maybe I played somewhere, but uh, not that level. So um, uh, I wish everybody have that kind of parents to uh, uh, help the child to grow up and uh, put them your your mind put on the right side. Um, in what ways, given your mom's background, do you think she's motivated you? Uh, because she was the best uh, basketball player. Uh, on her position, um, then she won everything what possibly can basket in basketball. Uh, back then it was not the NBA, so uh, um, I just want to be uh, uh, like her, you know, in the hockey. How hard was she on you when you were growing up? Not hard. Obviously, my dad was uh, uh, who spent most of the time with me. My dad was. Uh, um, almost my personal coach, you know. Like, really? Yeah, but... Uh, like, what would he do? Uh, he watched my practice every day, uh, every game. Um, how, how do you think he helped you in a coaching way? He helped me a lot, obviously, uh, because, you know, when you're 15 or 14 to 16, your mind uh, 
because you're a teenager and you don't know what to do, you know, like you can see lots of people uh, after practice go somewhere to movie or uh, um, step, start doing like uh, different things outside of hockey and my dad took me, put it in the car and drive me home and uh, you know, it's... Uh, they kept you away from any sort of negative influences yeah, or distractions. Yeah, yeah. How, so, how big do you think that was? Uh, it was big, obviously. Um, I remember the time when uh, I was in the school and uh, uh, I have friends there and we we always uh, uh, have like uh, uh, time to stay together after school and uh, sit down and after, uh, it probably was um, 15 years ago. Okay. And after the school, they go to the store, buy a beer, and I was like, okay, should I have a beer or not? And uh, I just decided I don't need that kind of stuff right now, so I just... Uh, what made you decide that? Well, because I knew I have a practice <laughs> and uh, after school. Um, so, again, everything uh, that happened with me was uh, um, kind of good scenario. Your mom, uh, basketball-wise, really, with life and athletically, o overcame the odds. Uh, you know, she was thought, the doctor tells her she might have to get her yeah. leg amputated. She'd certainly never be able to play sports again. Um, what did she tell you, and this is when she's like seven years old, um, what she told you about what that time was like spending a year in the hospital? Uh, it was hard. She was crying all the time. and. Uh Again, um, I don't know if I was in that kind of position, what can happen with me, but, and, but back then we don't have, again, the world is changing, you know, the medical right now is different, everything is different, and, but back then, like, uh, she get lucky, she uh, don't lose uh, her leg, and if she lose a leg, I don't know if I was here right now in this world, so. Right. And, my dad uh, meet her and, uh, <laughs> you know. Your older brother yeah. uh, passed away when he was 25. You were uh, 10 years old unexpectedly due to uh, a blood clot. He was, as I understand it, one of the people who really encouraged you to get into hockey. Um, how proud do you think he'd be of you, all the success you've had in the game? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's, pr uh, he's proud of me right now. Uh, look at me from upstairs, but, uh, um, again, um, if that kind of situation happened, um, um, if he will be right now, I don't know if he's going to be a hockey player or not. So I don't know what's, uh, what can happen if he's be alive. Maybe I would know the hockey player. Um, the one moment I wanted to ask you about after uh, he passed away, um, next day, your parents yeah, uh, took me make you play hockey, yeah. in the hockey game. Yeah. Why do they? Why did they do that? And how hard was that for you at the time? Yeah, it was hard. I was crying. I remember I was crying that day. Um, I was in the bench. I was crying, but uh, my shift, uh, my coach said, "Okay, go play." And I play, and I was crying. It was it was hard. But in ten ten years old, obviously you're not realized uh, what's happening, but. Um, it was a hard moment for my mom and dad, my, for all my family, because, uh, you know, all the son uh, passed away and uh, it was a hard time. Uh, looking back, how do you think it affected you growing up without your older brother? It motivates me uh, to be more 
um, mm, I don't know how to say, be more in the right way than in the bad way, you know? In what ways? Um, because uh, only me and Michael stays in, with my family, with my parents. I, I knew like uh, somebody have to uh, take care of my parents in the future. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's going to be hockey or something, I have to be successful. What do the Olympics mean to you? Uh, it's probably biggest uh, um, biggest moment in my life. Uh, I've been in three Olympic Games and uh, um, it's it was great. It was great. Uh, obviously, uh, we don't get a medal, we don't get a gold, but uh, I'm pretty sure we still have a time to get a gold and maybe one or two Olympic Games more. Uh, Sochi Olympics 2014. Um, you are one of the ambassadors. What did that entail? Um, I represent my country. Um, again, uh, my people who live in Russia, uh, president, family. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it was a huge honor for me to be in that kind of category. What was that like for your family? Uh, they they, were, I mean, have their son, uh, yeah, the face of the, was, really the face of the Olympics. Yeah, they was proud. Uh, they was uh, very happy for me, and uh, I can, again, uh, everything will happen uh, in Sochi, uh, good ways or bad ways. Uh, it's history, and uh, my name on the history, and uh, I'm very, very excited and very happy. How tough was losing in the quarterfinals? Uh, losing always tough. It doesn't matter where you lose. Um, obviously, in the Olympic Games, uh, you don't have mistakes to lose a, a game. And um, if we, if that goal was uh, count against the U.S., maybe uh, uh, the scenario will be different. But uh, we lost in the shootouts, and uh, uh, then we uh, go play against Finland, and we lost Finland 4-0. Someone close to you told me those games just kind of scarred you. Um, what do you think? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, especially when you when it's so bad and you don't get it, and you know, like uh, next next chance you have after four years, you have to wait four years more to get another chance to play for gold medal or um, get any medal. Um, and it's it's very sad, and you need time to uh, just uh, let it go. How much are you looking forward to the next games? Um, when you get success uh, in a game, you don't want to stop playing. You know, it's any sports. I think uh, you just want to keep going and keep going because you know, like uh, lucky side and everything on your side. But if you don't have a luck, you just want to. Stop playing and uh, move forward. Sidney Crosby, how competitive are the two of you with each other? Um, he's one of the best players uh, right now in the world, obviously. Um, again, uh, that comparison what was uh, um, our first years uh, was great for fans, was great for uh, media, but uh, uh, right now it's uh, different players came to the league and uh, it's still a little bit uh, you know challenging it's still a little bit uh, um, I don't know how it's said uh, a little bit war but it's not like uh, first two years I was gonna ask how, how much is there actually a rivalry and how much of that sort of manufactured by the media 
Um, right now, it's not not that kind of big. But the first two years, of course, you you play against Pittsburgh, you know, like uh, especially first year because uh, um, you play for uh, Calder Trophy, you know, who's the best rookie of the year, and you try to show up uh, all your best things, and uh, um, that was. Uh, uh, great moments, and uh, again, you can ask him too. Like uh, probably he's going to say the same. It was a great uh, series between us in the playoffs when uh, they won uh, and they, they won the Stanley Cup. If you're the commissioner of the NHL, what suggestions would you have for changes or improvements to the game? <laughs> uh, ask him about it. Yeah, I, I don't want to start this conversation. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah, I mean, you have strong opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. Well, I mean, what about just um, um, you know, positive? I, I mean, so not taking shots at the commissioner or the league, just things from your experience that you think uh, could help. Again, um, the rules. Our rules, and uh, we just uh, only can accept it. Uh, obviously, if they, it's it's good uh, thing what we have NHLPA, and uh, if something's gonna happen, uh, we always can uh, decide yes or no. But most of the time, if they decide it, they're gonna change it. So, what we can do? It it bothers you a lot. Uh, it's, for me, it doesn't matter. You know, like. <laughs> You think whether it's, you know, from getting hit in the face with the puck or your very physical style of play, um, to what extent do you have any concern of any kind of lasting impact negatively that uh, your playing days will have on just your quality of life after you're done playing? Well, of course, my body going to be sore. Uh... Any athletes who's finished up uh, their professional careers, uh, and you aren't finishing up. You're no, you're no, not even. Uh, I know, I know. 30. But uh, when you're gonna finish your career, of course, your knees gonna sore, your shoulders, your everything's gonna be sore. But uh, that's why you have to finish career uh, when you know it's a time to finish, because uh, your body can tell you it's enough or not. At night. It, at, right after a game or the next morning when you wake up, how does your body feel? Great. It's the next day. I'm still, I can walk, I can skate, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do work with orphanages around Russia. How did that come about? Well, if you have a chance to help uh, the people, um, you have to. In Russia, we help. Uh, uh, kids who don't have uh, money to uh, buy equipment, we give them equipment. Uh, in the U.S., we do uh, different stuff. Uh, give a family don't don't have a chance to go to the hockey game, we give them a chance uh, tickets to the game. Out of everything you've done over the years, charity-wise, um, what's kind of touched you the most? When the people smile to your face. You know, they're happy and uh, they're always uh, going to remember it for a whole life. Thank you very All much. Right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the In-Depth with Graham Bensinger podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Graham Bensinger. And visit GrahamBensinger.com for TV times in your area. 
Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger for hours of extra content. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever else you listen. This has been the In-Depth with Graham Bensinger podcast.